coming to you from the Woodland Baptist Ministry Center, home of the Woodland Baptist Church, on the 9th of October, 2022. The Careful Walk. Last week was probably a little easier, I guess, because it was such short notice to get up here to take pastor's place. This week I had a whole lot more time to think about how to get up here take pastor's place. But more time to study and glean from the word of the Lord. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Starting in verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. As I was seeking the Lord to for this message. He led me here to these verses. And the one thing that just really popped out to me was do not get drunk with wine. And it's kind of like, okay, if I'm just reading through here, it's like, and I've read these verses many a time to me. And I never really thought about do not get drunk with wine. And I was listening to John MacArthur and um, an episode from Shepherd's Conference and also one of his, or a couple of his sermons. One minute. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to use this mic because you're just not coming through. Anyway, um, much better. Okay. So, anyway, he opening up with it. Um, he talked about do not be unequally yoked. And I kind of, kind of caught me off guard, and it's like, not be unequally yoked. And but then as I was looking at this and taking it back to um, let me not be drunk with wine, it is in talking about the on Holy Spirit. That 
you see in churches where, and we've seen it in our study this morning in Revelation, where they bring in worldly things into the world. And being drunk was a worship of the unholy spirit or that of Satan. And that kind of led me down a path that was not real familiar for me. And I, I feel like God really opened that door for me to study some of that and how it's their worship of that stuff was being drunk and Paul really carries it on out in here you know throughout some of this um, verses or you know chapter 4 and 5 um, all are talking about our walk and um, just read this here it says starting in verse 5 Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurities or covetousness must not even be named among you as you is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking with are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immorality or impure, or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ, and God let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Here recently at work, um, there's a young man that just started working here at work. And he is a worshiper of Satan. And I've been praying for quite some time as to how to share the word with him. And it's because I just never met anyone like this before or encountered someone like this before. And I think God allowed me to study this out in a greater depth this time to be able to understand better how to share with this young man. His dedication to his God is quite unbelievable sometimes. I, I see what he does and, and how he worships his God and 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 stuff at work and I think more Christians should be more dedicated to Christ 
in that same way than what he, you know, he is worshiping false idols and idols that can't speak back to him and all this stuff. And yet, you know, God's word says, do not be drunk. And that is a, is how in the Roman times, back when Paul was writing this letter, that they worshiped Satan and stuff. They would drink wine until it altered their senses and would be under that influence and doing all sorts of wrong things. They're allowing that to be their God and worship. And I never thought about that before, you know, in that, you know, do not be drunk with wine. And growing up as a kid, my parents and my uncles would always allow us kids to have alcoholic beverages. And to come away, even after I became a Christian, I was still offered that and always turned it down. And not even knowing that not to be drunk with the wine and how that was that act of worship. But on the other hand, we are to walk not like they did or how they do, but we are to walk in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, to allow the Holy Spirit to, to be filled daily. When we're at salvation, we receive the Holy Spirit. God sends us the helper to help us. But here Paul is giving us the command to be filled with the Spirit. And that, you know, searching even that out, it's like, okay, what's it mean? I mean, I kind of understand drinking too much and being that way, but I think it's just the same thing for us is we need to be so filled with the Word the word of truth and life, that it takes control of our lives. And it's not in of our power to do so, but it's God's grace and gift to us that he gives us the willingness to study his word, to look into his word, and to receive his word and understand it. Um, and that's a transformed life. It's not a life that walks on one side of the, the fence and on the other side, or walks down the middle trying to please both sides. And it's a life that we need to be standing up and, and taking heed to what the Word says. In the book of Colossians, um, Paul 
writes to them, and it's kind of a, a parallel passage to what he was writing to the Ephesians. And I'll start here. says in verse 1, If you then have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above and not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurities, passions, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscure talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeking that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, slave, but free. Christ is all in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kind, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another, as if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Letting the word of Christ dwell richly within you. I remember back when I got to go with Pastor Tim to Shepherd's Conference and spend that whole week just indwelled in the word basically day and night, going to hear all these men of God sharing the word. And I had the thought at that time, it's like, wow, this is so great, just letting that word 
virtually dwell within me and how it would be and how it would change my life if I could do that every single day. You know, spending all day in that Word. But that, you know, I had to come back home and back to reality, so... Even just, you know, being there in that presence with all these godly men around you and and hearing all that they had to say, you know, even in between the sessions, you would pick up on things that were being said or talked about. And um, then, you know, with traveling and stuff, and, and only just hearing the word, which was still really good. I really enjoyed it, just listening to the word when I was traveling or even reading and taking time and, and reading the Word all the time. And there needs to be that outlet too, though, of sharing the Word and sharing with others and traveling. You know, I felt like God had put me in the mission field and paid for it all. And, and there were so many opportunities to share the Word with other people out there. But it also took time, I needed to take time and, and to um, put His Word within me and to meditate upon what He had to say and to let that Word rich dwell within me. not to partake in the, the works of darkness and there was so many times they all wanted you to go to the tavern with them and to drink and to do whatever they were doing and I always said no I don't want to go to the tavern with you guys there was a couple occasions where I did Go. There was one where um, the one guy's, it was his birthday, and a good friend of his was there also on the job, and I said, okay, I will go, but we will go to a restaurant first and have dinner, and then we will go, and I will be designated driver. I will not drink or touch the alcohol. And in doing so, to show him that afterwards it opened a door to share with him, where before that door was mostly closed. And even after, you know, many a times after that, that door was open to share. But I'm not saying that's what we should be doing, though. But we do need to be in the world and letting our light shine forth to them around us. Putting God's Word in our hearts and in our lives.
walk as he wants us to walk. We need to be, the command of Paul's is to be filled with the Spirit. And to be addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We need to be continually being filled. The book of Ephesians, I love the way Paul teaches. And the first three chapters are all theological doctrine on how we are to live, but then chapters 4 through 6 are all practical applications to our lives. The book of Ephesians is one of my favorite books, and it could sound legalistic you know, to read some of this stuff, you know, to put off the old man, putting on the new man, you know. But just allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work in us is what we, you know. Sometimes I, you know, we can, for me anyway, I, somebody tell me what, you know, to do something, and I'm going to go do that. You know, that's what I, you know, the boss comes and says, Tom, I need you to, to do, you know, put this part together so we can get it out the door. I'll go do that. When somebody tells me I need to, you know, from scripture, I need to put this off and put this on, then that's, I'm going to work hard to do that. But it's not my own ability to do that. It's the Holy Spirit working in me through God's grace to put that old man off and put on the new man and put on that new way, to walk in that way. To show those around about me that a life in Christ is different than that of the world. That they can see that in you. And to be continually being filled. And being filled is spending daily time in prayer and reading of the word and hearing the word and learning. Not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers or bringing into that, you know, in our studying revelations today, um, a lot of them had were bringing in worldly things into the church. And we see that even in the churches today where they bring in worldly things to attract the unbelievers into the church. We should not be equally yoked in that way. We should be sharing the word and allowing the word of God to transform their lives and our lives. It should be a transformed life that is wanting to seek out that which God has for us.
it is a blessing to spend time studying. Even this week, digging into the Word and going down the different rabbit trails and learning all the different things. And, and a lot of them I'm not sharing here today because I'm just not that familiar with it yet. But digging deeper into the Word and learning all that I can is a blessing in my life and should be a blessing in your lives also. We do need to be imitators of God so that the world can see who Christ is. That might be the only Bible they ever get to see is your life. And when we are unequally yoked and partaking in things that they do, and then how does that affect their walk or their life? You know, there are several places in Scripture where um, it talks about drinking wine. Jesus turned the water into wine. But I don't think the alcohol content was there in that wine. If you study it out and look at how much wine was there and the number of people had they drank all that wine, they would have passed out long before <laughs> they ever got that drunk. And, you know, Paul tells Timothy to drink a little wine for his stomach. But I don't think the wine was the same as it is today. I don't think it had the alcohol content that it has today. And sometimes, you know, that can make somebody stumble too, you know, because they're watching our lives out there. And when you're out there and you're, you know, they see you doing something like that, you know, drink, and then they will say, well, so-and-so does that, and I, I see that at work, too, sometimes, that there's a couple individuals that proclaim to, to know Christ and that they are, but then when you look at their actions, it's totally opposite. And it can cause your brother to stumble sometimes. Pastor Tim has shared an illustration in the past on a young man that came out of, you know, drinking and going to the taverns and playing pool and, and this, and they were having a Bible study and, and there was a pool table there. And this young man had issues with that. He couldn't take, you know, because he's, it just brought back the, focus of drinking and playing pool and so they yeah. took that of what you know temptation away from him of just, and it was just the innocent of a pool table would cause you know could cause him to stumble so they held it in a different place where the pool table wasn't there so even to have you know 
that drink sometimes can cause someone else to stumble. And there's a lot of places in the Bible that, in the Old Testament and stuff, that talk about that not to drink that strong drink, that alcohol. There was that one group of men that, in the Old Testament there, I forget exactly where it's located, but the prophet called them to come and to drink wine. And because their forefather had said, we will not drink wine, and neither will our kids from down below, you know, pass on to generations to generations. They were commanded to do not drink wine. And even the prophet, when he called them to come over and to drink the wine, they said no. They would not drink of it or partake of it. And a little farther down in the scriptures there afterwards, it says that they never did drink the wine. And it goes, you know, just for other things, too. Sometimes we don't know what it is. You know, Paul rebuked Peter for the way he was eating. And because um, he was eating the one way with the Gentiles who would eat the meat and stuff. And then the Jewish leaders come in and he would... Um, Restrained from eating the meat, which was being hypocritical. And Paul rebuked Peter for that. And Peter um, changed his ways, obviously. And, but sometimes that's, you know, we need to have that walk. And we don't necessarily always know what's going to offend somebody or cause them to stumble necessarily. But as we richly put the Word of God within us, as we are continually being filled and being and learning what the Word says about different things and letting it richly grow within us. To be that imitator of God, we need to set the higher standard. A standard that's far above what we can do on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. We need that helper to be filled constantly, day in and day out. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For our precious and heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this day to, and the opportunity to hear your precious word, to learn and to glean all that you have for us. Set this word upon our hearts and upon our minds. Help us to apply it to our lives and let our lives shine forth to this dark world. Let them see you working in our lives. For I know that I am just a sinner saved by grace. 
and that I need you every single day. I need you to work in my life and to let your light shine forth and that they see you living and working within me. I just give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Amen.